Greetings, Toastmasters, Whitby Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're most welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. You can send us a message by email or carry a pigeon, but I, that might take a little bit longer. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com and you can find us on the web as irishtalkers.com. We're also on Facebook, they were terrible at keeping up on it, as the talk show for talkers, which was our original name and we've sort of stuck with it, even though we're Irish talkers. Anyway, my name is Moira O'Brien and I'm joined by the finickety, Mr. Finnegan, who is uh, <laughs> smiling at me and now laughing at me. Poor chap. I mean, I do feel sorry for him because he gets insulted every week by me. But there we are. James, you're most welcome. Well, thank you very much, Moira. I know you're, you don't insult me, but you do make me think a bit. Good. Well, that's, that's, I've achieved something. Right. Uh, it's our magazine version of the show. As you know, we do alternate weeks magazine in one week and interview on the alternate week. And we had a wonderful interview last week, I'm glad to say. Olga Byrne. Now, this week we have a full show, of course. We have a segment from James. And James? Uh, James, I don't know. I'm going to talk about Herkel Durkel. You're going to talk about Herkel? That's the word of the day. Exactly. Okay. You've confused me, James. You're better unconfuse me. Go and unconfuse me. Oh, well, before that, I'll tell you. I'm going to be talking uh, about AI, artificial intelligence subject of the moment. Okay, James, over to you. Tell us all. Well, Moira, I have thought that the last number of words of the week have been far too easy for you. And you've pulled down the dictionary from the shelf, and you've been able to give me all sorts of definitions and origins. But I came across a phrase, a word called Herkel Durkel, H-U-R-K-L-E dash D-U-R-K-L-E. Now, if only poor Jerry Dunn was with us, he would tell us that that's a 19th century Scots word, which means to lie in bed or lounge about when we should be up and about doing things. It's particularly relevant to being under the covers of a warm bed. John Jameson's, not the whiskey, emetological dictionary of the Scottish language uses Herkel-Durkel in 1808. It is clearly closely tied with Herkel, which means to hunker down or sit down hunched in a crowded position for warmth. Now, down here in Tralee, we have faced storms. We have faced blizzards. So nothing is more important to us than a little hunkering down. Just to further educate you, Moira, because I'm really down with the kids, as well you know, the American actress and singer Kira Kausen who has 31 million followers on TikTok, has a video that has been viewed 3.8 million times, all about Urkel Durk. So here I am, making this desperate plea to be young and relevant and down with the kids. So guys, the word for this week is Urkel Durk. Feel free to include it in any talk or any speech. I'm sure you won't get a strange look at all. Back to you, Moira. Well, I don't know what to say about that. That's, that's, uh, I can't use it. I, I, I honestly, I, because I'm always doing what I should be doing when I should be doing it. <laughs> if you believe that, you believe anything. 
Okay, James. Well, that was uh, brief and to the point. I, let's let's turn our attention then to a bit of artificial intelligence. What is artificial? Of course, you know what artificial intelligence is, don't you? You know what AI is. It's this fantastic thing that um, Chat GPT and other things like Google and whatnot have uh, invented, which is supposed to be clever. And it is pretty clever. Let me tell you a little bit about what I have used ChatGPT for. Well, the first thing that I did when I decided to talk about it was actually to ask ChatGPT to tell me what to talk about when I'm talking about artificial intelligence. Well, I say ChatGPT. Um, I, I am not quite right there because I don't use ChatGPT. I use a program called Notion AI. Notion.ai. It's a... Um, a program that allows you basically to organize your life. It's a database program. It's very good if you, if you are somebody who, like me, is very disorganized and needs a lot of organization. But it does have a, an AI element, which is, I think, very, very useful. So the first thing that I did, as I say, was to ask them a question. Now, you may be thinking, how, how can I best use artificial intelligence? And the answer is very simple. You have to give it the information that you want it to give back to you in detail. If you ask a basic question, it'll give you what it thinks the answer should be, which might be totally off grid. So what did I ask AI? Well, I asked AI to give me a blog post, <coughs> because that was uh, the simplest thing to ask for, uh, to tell me how I can use AI in Toastmasters for research, for speech making, and uh, for, what was the third thing? I can't remember. Uh, it'll come out in a minute. So having given them some specifics, being research and speech making, and this third thing, which I can't remember, <laughs> um, that enabled AI to give me something back which was very specific to what I'd asked. And, well, I'll read you just a, a little bit of it. Okay, so artificial intelligence, AI, is transforming many aspects of our lives, including how we research, write speeches, and generate, oh, obviously, I'll generate table topics for Toastmasters. It's a technological revolution that is enhancing the way we interact with information, communicate ideas, and engage in meaningful discussions. Okay, that was the, the first paragraph. Now, the first thing that you'll notice is that that is not the way that I speak. So whilst AI has produced a whole, I don't know how many words, about 500 words uh, of uh, text, uh, if I was going to use this, I would want to sit there and rewrite it in my kind of speech, my type of words. But it has given me a huge amount of really useful information, useful data. So what can we use AI for in Toastmasters? Well, obviously, those three things are the main things. It is research, writing speeches, and producing table topics. And Producing table topics is probably the, the most useful one. 
I did it, uh, I used it in a, a, a recent Toastmasters club when I was Table Topics Master. And again, I asked it very specific questions because the, the club was Sustainable Speakers, which is all about sustainability. And the theme of the, the meeting was storytelling. So my question to artificial intelligence was, please give me 10 table topic questions for Toastmasters on the subject of storytelling specifically related to sustainability. So that's a very specific question. And I got 10 really good questions coming out of it, which really I didn't have to change any words in order to be able to use those in the, the club. And they went down very well. So that's, a, I think, the most useful way of using artificial intelligence AI. For research, it's useful, yes, but you have to do it with your eyes open because, as we know, AI is not, fall not infallible. It does make mistakes. It's, because it's using the information that is on the internet already, some of which is not true, uh, AI in its present form is not clever enough to sift what is true from what is untrue. So if you're using it for research, fine. Use it to get ideas and to get you started on, on a particular element of your subject, but don't rely upon it 100%. Go to source material and read up on the source material and make your mind up as to whether it's factual or not. But it can be very useful. It's, it's a tool, but it's only one of the tools that you should be using in order to uh, do your research. For speech writing, again, in a similar way, you can get AI to write a speech, but like what it did for me here, it's not going to be in your words unless you already have a lot of you on the internet up to three years ago, which I think is what the, the data that is currently being used. If you have a presence on the internet, then yes, it might actually know how you speak and how you write. But for most people, it won't. So you do need to use it as a basis for you writing a speech rather than to try and say, I'm going to get AI to write my speech. And that's it. It's a starter. I've used it in three or four speeches over the last uh, six months or so. And some of it I've been able to use verbatim but very, very little. Most of it, I've been able to say, well, here's a paragraph. It's more or less saying what I'm getting over what I want to get over, but it's not how I want to say it. So I'm going to take that and I'm actually going to rewrite it in my own words. <clears throat> and in doing so, you tend to, uh, to change it. You won't necessarily give it the way from the standpoint, let's say, that AI is giving you. Otherwise... When I'm doing speech writing, I already have in my mind an idea of, of the sort of things that I want to say because they, I've already given AI the specifics of what this speech needs to be or wants to be about. And the more specific you are, the better AI is going to be at giving you something back that is usable. If you are too general, then uh, it's not really going to work. You need to be specific. It's something that comes with practice. 
the more you do it, the, the easier it becomes. Let's say, and I'm talking off the top of my head now, I want to do a speech about hang gliding in Andorra. Why the heck that came into my brain? But anyway, that's why. So, uh, what would I do? I wouldn't go to AI and just say, give me a, give me a, a five-minute speech about hang gliding in Andorra. Because, yes, you would get information back which would be relevant to that, but it wouldn't necessarily be specific enough. So what do we want to do? We say, AI, give me a seven-minute speech about hang gliding in Andorra with reference to point number one, point number two, point number three. So you're actually giving it the structure that you want. And maybe you could even say, uh, and summarizing it at the end with uh, a, a call to action. So the more information that you're giving to the AI, the better the result is going to be. But at the end of the day, rewrite it. <laughs> when I look at what AI produced for me today for this talk, uh, it's, yeah, it's far too dry and boring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. machine learning algorithms can analyze patterns of this data, providing insights that would be difficult, if not possible, for humans to discern. I don't talk like that. I might say that, uh, well, machine learning is, is, is pretty clever because it can look at patterns in the data and it might produce insights that would be really difficult for, for us as human beings to be able to discern and get ourselves. Okay, it's using more or less the same words, but it's in a, a much more conversational style. Let's see what it says about speech writing. When it comes to speech writing, AI is revolutionizing the process. With the help of natural language processing, AI can generate drafts based on, based on a given topic, style, or tone, effectively aiding the initial stages of speech creation. See, I could have used that, couldn't I? Because that's more or less what I've been saying. It's great for producing that first draft. It can also provide suggestions to enhance the structure and clarity of a speech, making it more compelling, engaging and understandable for the audience. Moreover, AI can evaluate past speeches, identifying elements that were successful and areas that need improvement. This kind of analysis provides invaluable feedback, enabling us to refine our speech writing skills and deliver more impactful speeches in the future. That's pretty good as well, isn't it? Again, it's not in my style. It's not conversational enough for me, but it's, I wouldn't actually change a huge amount of that. So as you can see, using AI... With your brain, as opposed to just accepting what AI gives you, can be a very, very useful adjunct to your Toastmasters progress. That's it, I think, for me for this week. James, would you like to come in and give your uh, two pennies of uh, AI wisdom? Well, ironically, Moira, last week I went to a online Zoom Toastmasters meeting in Australia, and they had a whole three hours on AI. I found it both fascinating and slightly terrifying because to me, part of the fun of doing a speech is sitting down with the blank piece of paper and starting and going from scratch. I know they give hints and I know they give all sorts of wonderful suggestions, but it loses 
pitch and tack and tone and volume and all these things. It is wonderfully impressive. Wonderfully impressive. Is it, is it the way we want to go? Uh, perhaps not. It's not as though we're, right, we're doing 14 speeches a week. I like sitting down and writing a speech. Be it good, be it bad. Well, there was, there was one thing that I, I, I didn't say, James, uh, because it didn't occur to me at the time. But I have, in the past, taken a speech that I have written entirely myself with no help from any AI, given it to AI and said, improve it. And it did. And it came back slightly better, still using my words-ish in my style. So I then thought, and this was very, uh, very early days of me using or having the ability to use AI. I went back and I said, okay, now rewrite this speech in the style of Oscar Wilde. And what came back, okay, it's, it's no longer my speech, <laughs> but it was flipping brilliant. <laughs> it was really funny. So you can do this. You can, uh, you can also, uh, something that I have used, because I struggle with thinking about original humour. That's slightly different to getting, identifying humour, humorous possibilities from a speech you've, you've, you're writing. When you've written words, you can say, oh, if I do it this way, then we might get a laugh out of it. That I can do. But actually sitting down and deliberately trying to write something that's funny, I find exceedingly difficult. So what I did, what I have done is to say to AI, go rewrite this speech and make it humorous. And yeah, you, you get, it, it may or may not be usable, but you, you can get some interesting things back. So I interrupted you, James, in the middle of your, your diatribe. You probably find yourself in the, in the libel court. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> but it's interesting and it's, it, I would recommend to anybody, give it a go and see. It may not suit you. Yeah, it may come up with something which you, you really don't like. And it does take a bit of time to work out exactly how you have to ask the question because it is down to that. The way you ask the question determines how the result is going to come back. Okay, that's about it for today. I hope you've joined us to the end and... We'll uh, love you and leave you and see you next week with uh, hopefully another interview. So from myself, Moira O'Brien, goodbye. And from myself, James Finnegan, goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week.